0: KCLR Live, with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre, Carlo, with a fantastic range of shops, food outlets and a state-of-the-art IMC cinema. See fairgreen.ie.
1: Yes, you're very welcome along to KCLR Live, a Friday morning. I can't believe it's yet another Friday morning, but it is. It's Friday the 25th of August, so many children, including not both of our children, but the secondary school chap going into second year went off this morning with what could only be described as probably close to a ton of books. But he's off, he's back, and so many other schools back in as well. Uh, it's all the first years starting out on their journey. Have a great first year in secondary school. All the people going into primary school, low babies as they were called. I'm sure you'll have great fun today. And of course, those coming out the other end. Leaving set results out 10 o'clock this morning. They are out. There are literally, the thoughts are sitting here and imagining all of those children across Kilkenny and Carlo a huge amount of them almost 2,000 local students sat the exam this year, just over 1,000 of them in Kilkenny and just over 900 in Carlow. Um, I hope everything goes absolutely to plan for you this morning. Um, We'll of course be talking to different children from around the area and actually if you want to send in congratulations messages, I think they'd be really nice to do this morning. If you've got a child or a grandchild in your family who's just sat there leaving, send us in a little congratulations message and we'll try and read as many of them out as possible this morning. 083 306 969 96 is our dinners ready text and WhatsApp line. You can, of course, free phone the show on 1890 90 or you can send them in by email, kclrlive at kclr96fm.com. Aetna is ready to uh, answer your emails, and Siobhan and all the rest of the team are there to pick up those calls. Well, what have we got for you this morning? Well, apart from Leaving Cert stuff, we'll also be talking to uh, what happens after the Leaving Cert, because now that their results are out, but well, what does happen next? The chat to SETU, Southeast Technological University, they have a team ready to support all of those students ready to come in. And Jess Lawton, the marketing and outreach officer at SETU, will be telling us how you they can help. Um, talking about taking your tests, well, the sheepdog, one of the most intelligent and hardest working animals we know, this week the best of them are competing at the National Sheepdog Trials in Thomastown. <laughs> I hope that hasn't put off any sheepdogs that are on the way to those trials. Miriam Lettner will be telling us how they're all going, how are those trials taking place, and what's involved in training a sheepdog. It must be a huge, huge responsibility. We've got a new ID Buzz sound, the mystery sound, coming for you on Monday morning from 10 o'clock. Do tune in. It'll be a chance for you to pick up 100 euros, all in association with the hearts. And one little bit of housekeeping this morning before we jump over to talk Leaving Cert stuff. Um, water is going to be off from approximately 3pm in Kilfane and Castle Gardens in Thomastown. Um, so if you're in that area, do bear that in mind. Now, Leaving Cert what is Leaving Cert like for you? What was it like back in your day? I'm trying to think 77, born in 77, 87, so about 93 or 94 would have been when I set my Leaving Cert and even the fact that I can remember what year it was, shows you just how, in the long term, unimportant it is. But it is the morning of those results, and for so many out there, it is the most important thing that's happening this morning. And who better to find out what the mood, what the vibe is like, other than our very own Edwina Grace. Edwina is live from to Owen and um, finding out how everybody is doing. Good morning, Edwina. What's the Leaving Sir Buzz like in Owen Rhee?
2: Good morning. Good morning, Brian. Yeah, well, we're here in the prayer room, so uh, we're saying a couple of prayers here ourselves. <laughs> um, because it, you're right, it does throw you right back to your own time. Um, and I would, of course, uh, picked up my own and cert results here uh, a while ago. We won't to. Oh, I, I was
1: um, just about to ask um, you what it year it was, Edwina.
2: <laughs> well, it was. It, what I can tell you was, it was a different school. Uh, in one sense, it was St. Bridget's College, but of course they've amalgamated with Clough, Damon, Reach across the road. Um, and they've had their first full year of studying together and indeed their first full year uh, of the Leave Insert um exam as well. So they've got students coming in round about 11 o'clock this morning because, of course, the portal has just opened. But to give you a better idea, Brian, I'm going to pass you over to the principal, um, Anthony Leahy. Now, he is a Limerick man, so in the in the year where they've taken the Lee McCarthy from, from us, we'd like to say again be
1: kind to him Okay. <laughs> well you know as a, as a, a Kenny supporter or a Carlo supporter um, I'll, I'll try and be as kind as I can Principal Anthony Leahy uh, we'll ignore the limerick banter for a moment and, and focus on the business at hand uh, how proud are you of the class of 23 I suppose you'd call them uh, as they come in today to receive their Leaving Cert results
3: Absolutely, Brian, and good morning to you and your listeners. Um, it's a very exciting morning here in Colosset Townry as our students receive their leading Cert results. We're talking about, I suppose, a fantastic bunch of students who faced an awful lot uh, in their studies in second, in second level, given COVID and everything that it tr- threw at them. So we're delighted that we're seeing a lot of happy faces uh, coming in this morning and uh, well-deserved and well-deserved praise for their teachers also who work so hard with them to, to facilitate them in achieving uh, those results today.
1: I mean it's a huge it's a huge task not just for the students but obviously the logistics uh, particularly this morning I mean the results are officially released at 10 o'clock but it does take the schools a while to process them all and of course as we heard in the news you're asking students uh, just to hold off until 11 o'clock to come down to pick them up.
3: Yeah, that's it. I suppose we have to be mindful too that we, we want to be respectful of everybody and, and ensure that um, confidentiality and data is taken care of and looked after. So we want to take our time and do it right. But we have had some students in this morning and, you know, our guidance counsellors and teachers are here uh, to support them if they need it. But uh, so far, so good people are in, in great form. And, uh, you know, we're, we're encouraging students if they want to come down from eleven will be here to to give them uh, a copy of their results, but also to to celebrate with them and and to offer our, our, our congratulations to them. You know, it's a great sign to see so many students wanting to come back to the school. They feel a sense of community and a sense of belonging here, which
1: is fantastic. And for many, of course, it may well be the last time they ever visit the school. I don't think I've been back to my secondary school since the day I picked up those results. There'll be emotions running high for many different reasons this morning, won't there?
3: absolutely um you know um we we one of our one of your colleagues is, is a past pupil of saint and it was emotional i think for herself coming back in here today for adwina but absolutely yeah i mean it is for so for so many it's, it's the beginning of a new chapter in their life but also it's the end to the last chapter for them but and um yeah we'll see a little bit of emotion here today but we're hoping that they'll come back in some form and say hello to us, whether they, they we'd always be grateful if somebody wanted to come back and give us a hand with, with things. And we, we've we've got some past pupils who are who are teaching with us here as well. So the door is always open.
1: Anthony they're only out the door and you're already trying to recruit them and drag them (laughs) back in I mean
3: there is a recruitment uh, crisis at the moment as you probably
1: (laughs) I think they might have to do two or three years in college at least before you'll drag them back in to start teaching the first years but talking about first years um, I believe 120 first years coming in the doors this morning
3: yeah just about 127 now so uh, we, we, we met them yesterday and they're back in thankfully they all returned for a second day today so, again, I, I think it's lovely that they're seeing the Leaving Certs getting their results as well. So it's almost full circle that they're seeing the excitement there. And, and I suppose what's, what's there for them if they want it. But, you know, they're, they're currently over in the pitches in the old uh, CBS campus their, with their uh, mentors in fifth year. and They're playing a bit of sports and they're doing a few activities to, to make friends, which we've told them is the most important factor in the first few weeks in school.
1: Yeah, I mean there must be a massive difference. God, I can't imagine, you know, those those children. And they I suppose they technically still are children many of them. Some of them of course are 18, officially adults in the eyes of the state, but uh, children in the eyes of their parents, I'm sure anyway. They're so different to the babies that come in in first year, aren't they? Oh,
3: I, oh yeah, of course yeah. Like, you know, the the the, the there's a lot of wide-eyedness uh, this morning with the with the first years, but um, you know, I suppose the six years, the, that current group have been through quite a journey and, you know, they have created a very resilient group there, but we're very proud of the, the young adults, I suppose, that are going out into society that, um, you know, have done a very fine job and we're sure they're going to make their mark over the coming years
1: well uh, Principal Anthony Leahy, um, thank you very much for your time this morning joining us from Colossia, Owenry. Um, can we just give it up for all the teachers out there and all the principals dealing with all those logistics will you pass on our thoughts our regards and our thanks indeed to all the staff all the teachers all the uh, support staff um, in your school and indeed schools across Glenny best wishes coming in to all the students example uh, to Colossia we're in Johnstown who are also like every other school receiving their results today it's a huge achievement and thanks for the time Anthony um, Edwina, if you're still there, we're going to come back to you for a moment because yes, I think what we'd like to do uh, before we uh, finish talking about leave and search results is is you and I try and go back to that day, that moment. I'm going to ask you a question. Oh. Can you even oh. remember your leave and search results? As in, you know, I what actually, you got?
2: I actually can't. Would you believe? I can tell you what I got in my junior search, but for some reason, I've actually blocked out what I got in my leave. I, do, I know I did well but uh, I can never remember the full breakdown, which is which is kind of strange when you consider that the um, there's more subjects in the junior cert, you know.
1: Yeah, and obviously, of course, the Leaving Cert was uh, three or four years closer to where we are today. Uh, but I yeah, wanted to yeah. sort of ask that question because I can't really remember either. There's one subject <laughs> I can remember from my Leaving Cert and it was one that I didn't do particularly well in, but nevertheless, yeah. hasn't really shaped my life, to be quite honest with you.
2: Yeah. Well it's it's funny. I know I know um history was my best one, my best performing and French and English. But after that I, I can't remember. And even as I, I'm I'm walking down the stairs I'm having a sneak peek because of course the school's been revamping in recent years. I see Biddy Hall who was on with us recently and the Biddy <laughs> Biddy is Dodge Tipperary woman. But she's always great to see her in the school. Um and like uh, you heard Anthony saying, um, the hundred and twenty seven um first years arriving here today as well they came in yesterday but back today but it's it's a different vibe I'm just walking out the main door of what was the main door of the school it would have been the corridor the first year corridor in my time and I'm looking across at where I got my results Brian Mm. I remember that much because (laughs) we picked up our results in the convent Um, at that stage um, with uh, sister Mary Traves had been my principal when I was in first year and then Billy Gardner for my years yeah, through yeah. second to sixth book.
1: So. Well, it's been, yeah, I'll, well, let, you, I'll okay. let you continue your tour of the modern building and at the same time <laughs> your walk down memory lane in peace. Um, thanks for bringing us all the information from Closh to Elnery this morning. A very exciting day for all of the students there. And uh, neither Edwina nor I can remember what we got. But I know it's important to you this morning. But either way, whether they go good or bad, in the words of E17, it's all right. We'll all be grand
4: alright, don't you worry, child, at the night, cause in the morning come, with the new day sun, love never less than line, we are the seed of a new breed, we'll succeed our time has come, we are the new, these words are true, let the light of love shine through
1: E17. It's alright. My God does that bring us back. Yeah, I was just thinking there, leaving certain results. I can't remember getting them, but by God I can remember the night out I had afterwards. That is for sure at the Quirkson Studio. Glad uh, one of us can. <laughs> <laughs> well I can't well, no, I I can remember it. It was a bit of fun. It was it was um it was exciting. It was yeah. being let out. In my case, I, we were allowed into Dublin City Centre. We went to a nightclub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure anybody over the age of 21 stayed well away from every nightclub in Dublin City Centre that night. What did you get up to? Uh,
5: do you know what? I actually can't remember. I remember oh, vividly... Oh, don't do- No, the night out, I can't remember. But I do remember vividly getting my results and heading in in the morning and being so excited. Um, I, I know we got them. We went down to uh, one of the cafes in town, um, a load of us, and had our lunch and whatever. And we were all dolled up and ready for a a day's action there was definitely some day drinking involved there (laughs) um, which led to night drinking but uh, yeah, look, I remember then we went off, uh, probably five of us, I think, headed to Galway for for celebrations, but I was only 17 when I got my results. Yeah, same so, here. Yeah, a so, uh, so Ma- Mammy Quirk, if you're listening, she was... Mammy al- Quirk, if you're <laughs> listening, uh,
1: close your ears, because I'm going to push <laughs> her a little like, bit more on what happened like, over this, this <laughs>
5: week. No again. Listen, I went to Galway and I practised my French. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> oh, are you practised... Was it your... Je m'appelle Edna uh, or was it your uh, French kissing you practised? It
5: was a bit of je t'aime. I, <laughs> I, I, I fell in love with a French man called Lillian and I didn't have the heart to tell him his name was actually Lillian um, <laughs> but I did get a postcard after Galway to tell me he was uh, I was his most I was his most his most favourite memory of okay, Ireland. so you can remember Lilian. Le I remember Lillion.
1: Le but uh, what percentage did you get your mats?
5: I was just going to say, can I say actually, I didn't do French for my leaving cert. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you started studying afterwards. I started studying yeah, afterwards. at Nick, we're talking about the crack that we have. Oh, we all.
5: <laughs> yeah, look, good luck Go to my everybody my and fantastic stuff. It, it, it's it's a momentous occasion for people. Uh, it's not the end of the world, and it can be the beginning of something amazing. Whatever avenue that takes, there's so many options out yeah. there. So look, at, just yeah. enjoy and the listen, celebrations. If you are
1: tuned into this morning, and you. Have Got your results, and you're on a buzz, and you are going out this week, this evening. You know, Edna and I, and we can't, we're not examples of, you know, oh, be very good, don't. but do look after yourselves and, and more and importantly, each other, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah, look after Friends one to another to when you're out there this morning. Um, there you go, French kissing in Galway, <laughs> not in the USA. 24 minutes past 10 o'clock this Friday morning, we'll be continuing talking on the Leaving Cert team, the results theme just after this short break because Jess Lawton is the marketing and outreach manager um, officer at SE you and um, they have a chat to SETU team set up ready to support students in advance of receiving the round one CAO offers, which most of you this morning won't even be thinking about until Monday.
0: KCLOR Live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie
1: Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. Yes, it's 27 minutes past 10 this Friday morning. It's Brian Redmond with you on KCLR Live. Now, before we continue our chats about those coming out of the education system. Just got a message in that I wanted to read out about those looking to kick things off right at the other end of the scale. Greg Cullen Parish Childcare Care Centre on the grounds of Seg Peaks Primary School. Uh, invite current, new and indeed prospective parents along with members of the public to their open day on Friday August the 25th. That's from 11am to 5pm and you'll be able to meet their staff and view their facilities. Everybody is welcome and refreshments will be served. I mean getting kids into child care really really difficult at the moment we heard about the challenges in that sector earlier in the week so that open day and um, if you are looking even if there's only a bump there, no child yet. It's probably time to start giving it a little bit of consideration. Also, another texter onto me. Please give big congratulations to Charlie Dowling, and um, from Newbridge. Well done, Charlie. Uh, we love you lots, Grandad and Granny Dowling. Thanks, Casey. you're more than welcome. And congratulations um, to Charlie. Do keep those messages coming in. You know, it'll probably be in the next hour by the time the uh, children open the results and have the uh, bottle to to ring mum or dad and then mum or dad stops crying at how well they've done and, and rings granny or granddad and tells them but do get those messages in at 3 96. Only too delighted to share your joy this morning. Now with the release of the 2023 Leaving Cert results this morning The chat to SETU team are ready to support students in advance of receiving their round one CAO offer just next week. Jess Lawton is marketing and outreach officer at SETU, the South East Technological University, and she joins us on the show this morning to tell us how that team can support. Good morning, Jess.
6: Good
1: morning, how are you? I'm brilliant, thank you very much. It's a Friday morning. I haven't had the stress of doing uh, my leave insert this year, but I'm able to sit here and reminisce of what it was like to be 17 Absolutely. years of age getting ready to go out on the t- this morning. I-, I know, you know, that'll be the main thought for most of the guys this morning. But very quickly on Monday morning, the thoughts will turn to what is next and hopefully many of them those who want to will be going off to college but if they need that help and support what will the chat to SETU team be able to offer them?
6: Yeah, so basically uh, we're online, on phones, on WhatsApp, Instagram, you name it, and we're on it. And basically, it's a support line for those who maybe have gotten um, some of their results this morning. I think it might be a little bit off as regards to kind of, entry requirements or points. Or, of course, when those round offers, uh, round one offers come out um, and they have questions about acceptances or maybe they didn't get an offer and they need to, to know what, uh, why or what other options they've available to them. We'll be at the other side of the phone. It's not just for those who are coming through the door, it's also maybe for parents or, or loved ones that are looking for some more information on that as well. We'll be on the phones or on WhatsApp, um, or as I said, online on the SETU website as well to answer those important queries, and I suppose put some of your worries to rest then as well.
1: And yes, I mean, obviously you've got a lot of people interested in coming to SETU from the Kenny Carlow area, but from further afield as well. But what about somebody who's maybe from Carlo but might be considering options in other parts of the country? Uh, might it be worth them checking in with SETU if they've still got questions also?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Look, we're not just looking at the, those who are coming in the door to us. Um, we would have a very big initiative on the, the right course for the right, for the right student as well. So if there is questions, we will kind of try and help you if it is to another college as well. Or we'll give you contact information for them. Or maybe they're just generic questions around college that we'll be able to answer um, straight off the bat as well. So, of course, everyone is more than welcome to contact us, and we will do our very best to make sure that we can give you all the information that you need.
1: Of course, you know, all those online supports, the helplines, the phone numbers are all really, really important. But you've also got guided tours of uh, some of the campus buildings because, you know, the facilities on offer, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What's the vibe like around the place? They're important parts of making that college decision.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think one thing we would have always said to students is go and see the campus, go and see what it's like, what does it feel like, do you enjoy it? You know very quickly once you get onto a campus if it's for you or if it's somewhere you'd like to like to spend time with, because that is part of it, it's all about shooting your course, but also enjoying where you are located as well. So we do campus tours across all of our campuses, uh, both in Wexford, Carlow and in Waterford as well, of course. Um, And we will bring you around there, probably around half an hour to an hour, depending. Yeah, can answer all your questions, show you kind of the state of our facilities in uh, all of our campuses and what's on offer. And really, you'll just get a feel for, I suppose, the atmosphere that will be here um, as well once that starts filling with students uh, in the next week or two.
1: And, yes, I mean, I'm not going to do what I did with Edwina Grace and ask you what year you did your leave insert in. But um, (laughs) I am going to, can you remember your leave insert results?
6: It's not that far. far or it's not that far in the past. Oh, so I I, I, now I hang on a minute. You,
1: you sound like you're saying to me, yeah, Brian, you can't remember because you're so old. But I'm quite <laughs> young and I can remember.
6: That's okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that long ago. Thank God. But I, uh, I remember. I suppose I remember waking up that morning, the anxiousness of it, and then I suppose the relief when when you got them in your hands and um, just to know that it was it was it was done, and that that kind of part of of your life was done, and there was a new adventure waiting, and. Um, I suppose you remember uh, the fun that it was with with all your friends then as well. And, and again, the next couple. Of you weeks. don't have
1: to share if you don't want to. But what did you get up to that night?
6: I think uh, we 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 went out. We we had. Um one of, one of my friends had a party at their house, so we went to that, and sure, we
1: had a great time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, listen, moving on to some of the more serious questions. I mean, we know accommodation struggles are, are difficult right across the country, for, not just for college students, for anybody. Um, how's, what's the current update in terms of you know the various different campus locations that SETU um, educate from?
6: Yeah, look, I think it's, it's, no, um, it's no secret that uh, accommodation, as you said, across the board um, is difficult. We've done a lot of work, I suppose, over the summer and we'll continue to do it over the next couple of weeks of getting um, the student pad, so studentpad.ie would have... Uh, different accommodation um, options available for our students across all campuses. So it's basically maybe those who might have uh, a, a spare room in the house or they may have a house or apartment that they're looking to rent out to students. So you'll be able to get some of the information there as well. Um, and they, that's probably your best bet on where, where to go for the minute. Others will have their accommodation sorted be it within the first year accommodation um, areas. But if it's the case that you haven't got started yet or you weren't quite sure what you wanted to do with regards living arrangements or you're going to travel, do get online to the website um and if you get if you if you can't find anything there, contact us and we will try and point you in the right direction there as well.
1: So, able to, to support them online, you're going to show them around campus. You can also give some guidance and help as much as possible um, in relation to accommodation. Just talk to us a little bit technically about what's going to happen now over the next few days with those CAO offers. Um, we heard earlier in the week, I think it's Tuesday, if I remember correctly, that, that the f- sort of first round of um, offers, or w- it's certainly into next week, but there's a lot of technical detail to, around that as well. Where's the best source of information um, for people in terms of what's going to happen turning those results into offers over the next week?
6: Yeah, so uh, the results are actually, or the offer are actually out on Wednesday the 30th, so they'll get them at about 2pm. Um, to get the information, you're probably better off going on to cao.ie, and that will give you kind of a step-step approach, I suppose, on what's happen over the next week or so. I suppose the big thing is enjoy your time at the moment. Um, once you get to office stage, you'll be offered your highest preference on your list. Um, so if you get offered your preference one, you won't be offered anything lower than that. But for example, you may get offered your preference two um, in round one, and you'll still be eligible for a preference one offer come later rounds if you uh, become eligible on those. So what one for us is if you get an offer and you're happy with it, make sure you accept it. Don't hold off and wait until later round because you'll still be able to accept the later round um, if you get a higher preference order anyway. But secure your space by um, accepting your place uh, on the offer that you got given, provided you're happy to do so.
1: Yeah, cool. And the whole team are going to be really busy on Instagram Live next week because you've got li- Instagram Live Q&A sessions um, hosted on the stories part of the platform. That's Wednesday at 2 o'clock, um, the 30th of August, and then um, nine, that's from 2pm to nine. That's going to be a monster Instagram Live. Seven hours of Instagram Live.
6: Yeah, it's going to be, um, it'll be live chats and stuff. You know, it's, it's a good way for students to, you know, they may be nervous to ask us questions or they may be not unsure, like, oh, is this is this a silly question to ask? But it'll show that everyone is kind of on the same page, they're worried about the same things and have the same questions to so get some of your answers there. But also if there's a query that's directly related to you, you can pop it into the chat and we'll either write back to you um, publicly if we think it's uh, a question that m- more students would have or we would write back um Privately, if it was one that was more kind of, I suppose, specific to you, to your circumstances there as well.
1: And that live chat is kicking off on two at two p.m. on Wednesday, the 30th of August, to nine p.m. on Thursday, the 31st. Have you done the shift pattern out for that yet? Who's on the on the late night shift on, from from Wednesday into Thursday?
6: We we uh, we separated out between us. Uh, we'll make sure that there's well that we're well covered, <laughs> um, and that there's someone on hand. I suppose to answer the questions at all stages. It's one of those things that it's a time where everyone might be panicking or worried yeah. or looking at the different options so we just want to make sure that there's plenty of support available to them at uh, whatever time those questions might come up and of course for parents or loved ones as well that are thinking, you know, "Oh, I need to make sure that we have X, Y and Z, Z in place or what are the options if, if things haven't gone according to plan uh, so we just make sure that we're there to, to be able to support them at kind of all stages throughout that, that transition period because it's an exciting time but also a scary and worrying time as well um, it's a new adventure and sometimes you know what plans don't go things don't go according to plan yeah. and we need need to look at option A, B and C so I, we want to make sure that they're in, a,
1: in place too I think that's a brilliant idea because so many of these conversations on, on foot of the offers coming out are going around dinner tables, you know, people sitting down as a family around dinner and saying well, what offers did you get, where are you going to go where you? and there's going to be arguments, let's face it there's, You know, certain students might want to yeah. go here, there and everywhere and parents might want them to go to specific places but once that dinner has finished like, it's, well, who do we ring now at 6 o'clock in the evening or 7 o'clock in the evening because I've got this question or it's on my mind and I'm lying in bed at nine o'clock at night thinking this, that and the other and you guys will be there. What's the Instagram handle just so we can give it to people who might not necessarily already be following the Instagram page?
6: So it's at S-E-T-U Ireland. So it'll be at S-E-T-U Ireland and you'll get all the information there and you'll be able to ask us the live chat. it be a good idea as well to follow the page. We'll have updates throughout the day and you'll see some of the questions that some other students are asking as well. So it might be something that you're interested in.
1: Yeah, sounds brilliant. Listen, Jess Lawton, Marketing and Outreach Manager um, at S-E-T-U. Thank you very much for joining us this morning on KCLR Live. The whole team at Chat to SETU are there to help and support. And just to say it again, 2pm on Wednesday through um, to 9pm on Thursday, the 31st of August. They'll have live chat available, but they've also got all their usual support helplines and everything else available for you to check in uh, with the team at SETU if you need any advice. Big questions, small questions, whether you think they're silly or not. Um, They'll be able to give you that little bit of advice. 10.38 here this Friday morning. Um, Other people, well, they're not people. Others taking exams this morning. (whistles) Sheepdogs. Come by, go taking uh, to the uh, stages if you like or the fields probably more precisely at the Nationals sheepdog Trials in Newtown Thomastown um, after this short break Miriam Letner will be letting us know how they're all getting on
0: KCLR Live with thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card the perfect gift for all occasions see fairgreen.ie
1: KCLR Welcome back to KCLR Live our text and WhatsApp line sponsored by Dinners Ready is 083 306 9696. So many of you getting in touch this morning um, in relation to uh, leaving certs. Uh, One texter saying, I'd like to wish my daughter Lillian the best of luck on her leaving cert results today. Um, All are here for her. That comes in from her mum, Miriam Freer. Sean also being on. Um, Advice from a regular caller, Sean. Once you leave school, it's only then that you start learning. That's probably true, Sean, but maybe not what the guys want to hear today. I haven't just uh, spent the last 12 months preparing and sitting for exams, but I'm sure many people um, would agree with you in terms of the importance of continuing to learn outside the school. And a lovely message in from Trish. Trish says, uh, Morning, Brian. God, listening this morning, it's bringing back some memories. Just to let your listeners know, it's not all the be-all and end-all. I received the worst leaving cert results, didn't even get a college officer, but through ETB, Kilkenny and QQI, I gained my qualifications in my early years education career and finally applied to SETU as a mature student and now have my degree, something I never imagined. Point of the story, don't ever give up. There are always options. Best of luck to everyone today. Trish, thanks for being so open and honest and sending that message in. Do keep the messages of congratulations and good wishes uh, coming into that text and WhatsApp line. And we'll try and get through as many as possible between now and 12 o'clock. Now, the sheepdog, one of the most intelligent... I would suggest, and hardest working animals we know. This week, the very best of them, the creme de la creme, are competing at the National Sheepdog Trials in Newtown, Thomastown. Miriam Lettner is joining us this morning to let us know how they're all getting on. Good morning to you, Miriam.
7: Good morning. How are you?
1: I'm great. It's a Friday morning. We're getting ready for the weekend and there's so much good vibes out there with everybody doing well in their tests. How are the sheepdog getting on in their tests?
7: We are getting on really well here in Thomastown. Um, We are having the second fabulous day of the Irish National Sheepdog Trials. We had a very sunny, warm day yesterday um, with the first um, five people that qualified yesterday for the Irish team. And the next chance now today for the, the next 50 handlers that are competing today.
1: So there's 50 handlers going today. I'm very interested in the language, the communication between the handlers and the dogs. Is that sort of a universal language? You know, is there a standard set of commands that any trained handler could communicate to any trained dog? Or do they each have their own little individual signals?
7: Um, well, every handler and every sheepdog person has their own set of commands with their dogs and that's probably a you know a usual set of commands you would use like away and come by and sit down and walk on. But um, you can also use different words and and the main um, language is whistle commands. So we have all our sheepdog whistles, and um, the nicest and gentlest way to use communication with the dogs is the sheepdog whistle, where you have a fine tune of different sets of whistle to command your dog. Left and right and forward and stop and steady
1: it's amazing i always uh, absolutely flabbergasted when i watch how well and the focus i mean i live um not too far from a very large sheep farm lots of sheep on them and sometimes you'd see the, sheep, the dogs out working it's amazing the focus and concentration that these animals actually have they're extremely intelligent dogs aren't they
7: Yes, and and they're born with the instinct. It's a it's an instinct that's bred into them and they're born with. So at any stage uh, a pop will show instinct and show that he wants or she whatever it's a picture of a dog pop, wants to walk sheep and it's just there naturally, which is absolutely lovely. So it's just up to us as the sheepdog handlers to Use the ability that your dog has to transform it into a working relationship to walk your sheep and your your stock that you have at home.
1: And Miriam, tell me, where are the competitors coming from? You know, are they coming from all counties and all parts of Ireland?
7: All over Ireland, yes. So the Irish National is like the the All Ireland Final for us. Um, we're all walking towards this national 150 best dogs. Can run in this uh, national, so you have to qualify your your open class uh, dog to run here. Every handler can run a maximum of two dogs, and uh, out of the 150 dogs over the three days, it's only 15 that are the best 15 to make the Irish team and represent Ireland then in the international.
1: And Miriam, how did you get involved in? I mean, are you a sheepdog handler yourself, or do you just help out with the organisation?
7: Oh, God, no, I'm one of these mad sheepdog uh, handlers that can't get enough of it. Um, I'm I'm not telling you my life story. That's not a <laughs> program. But, oh, God, I'm into sheepdogs a long time. Over 20 years ago, I started off in Austria, where I'm originally from, and that's what brought me to Ireland, and, and I absolutely love it. It's a fantastic um, culture. It's a fantastic atmosphere when you come here. A lot of people can't believe how calm and relaxed it is here the sheepdog people are a lovely group of mixed of farmers shepherds and all other professions that are involved with sheep and cattle and and dogs and we have we're spending our holiday here now um over the next three days um to just talk dogs talk sheep um watch our runs critique our runs and suffer when we don't make the team and celebrate when we make the team
1: Yeah, it sounds like a great event entirely um, Miriam, do you actually farm sheep as well or is this something that's more of a hobby for you?
7: No, I'll farm sheep as well um, My partner and myself have a farm down in Murnavat, Um so we are farming sheep at home and my partner also works as farm manager in Coromoa Estate in Law and Thankfully, Lord Waterford Coromoy Estate provided sheep for this uh, national this year, which is lovely. Um, absolutely stunning lowland breeds um, that are very good, very consistent. give every handler a fair chance, but they're also very testing, which uh, is lovely to see. You see the best dogs coming out of this national to represent us then in the in the international.
1: And Miriam, when when all the handlers arrive, you mentioned obviously they're all herding a particular flock. It's a flock that they don't know. Uh, the temperament of that flock, can you see the guys and girls that are handling the dogs going, oh, this is going to be a tough week, looks like these sheep haven't got a clue, they're quite stubborn. That must make a huge difference, does it?
7: Well, every everyone has should have enough experience. We all experience stock people um to adjust to different sheep and we all go out on a weekly basis to run our dogs in open trials so we are used to going out running our dogs and walking sheep that we don't have at home and are not used to um but yes there is dogs that suit these sheep more than others or some dogs would uh, handle these sheep better than others because just of their nature it's like with people everyone has a different temperament and natural And then you need a little bit of luck as well on the day. You could have the best dog and something goes wrong. You could have a sheep that just doesn't play ball and it doesn't work out. (laughs) You could have forgotten your glasses and miss
1: a gate. <laughs> I, I just got this image of a fellow competitor going up to the flock when nobody's looking and, and offering them some sort of bribe not to do what the next competitor tells them to do. Um, we were at the Iver Agricultural Show yesterday and we were talking uh, you know, ahead of their preparations for Saturday. And one of our presenters, a young presenter here on KCLR Live, on KCLR, Tara Byrne, um, actually the sheep. Um, she breeds pedigree sheep and she was talking to me this morning she said she'd love a sheepdog, but she said they're so expensive a well-trained dog Miriam how expensive is a well-trained dog or a pup um, of good pedigree
7: oh my god It, it the prices range and, and as everything you know there's online sales and auctions now I wouldn't be the best person now talk about prices I'm not the big seller or buyer I breed mainly what I need for myself but oh my God, you get you get a, a well-bred sheepdog pup for six hundred euros, um, and the prices can go up then much higher. Yeah, I can imagine. Trained dogs that really varies from um, what level is the dog broken or trained to how much are you willing to pay as well. You know the market. Oh, that's a yeah.
1: <laughs> People from an agricultural background are good at that. They'll work out what you're willing and able to pay before they set the price for sure. It sounds like a huge event, Miriam. When will it come to its climax? I mean, you've got 50 competitors, I think you said today. Um, Does it run into the weekend as well?
6: Yes, so we had
7: the first day yesterday. First 50 dogs ran yesterday. Second 50 today. And then we have another 50 tomorrow. Um, And that's the national done then. So tomorrow evening we know who is Irish national champion 2023.
1: Well, I hear the excitement in your voice ahead of that. Miriam Letner, um, a part of the organisational committee for the National Sheepdog Trials taking place in Newtown and Thomastown. Just finally, Miriam, if, if members of the public can they go along to watch these trials? Is it a spectator sport?
7: Yes, um, spectators are more than welcome. We have great viewers on the road to guide spectators into the car park. We have an admission fee of 10 euros. Um, which is greatly appreciated to run our event, which costs uh, a good bit of money yeah. as well. Spectators are more than welcome. We have lovely food here with an item van here. And the sheepdog handlers are great people to have a chat and explain to you what's going on out on the field. Don't hesitate to walk in front of the cheap um, line that's packed along the fence. Um, No one will chase you away. Everyone is more than happy to (laughs) welcome you in and and everyone is very proud to show their dogs as well. So everyone is welcome to come. We're looking forward to seeing you.
1: Miriam Netler, thanks for giving us your time this morning. I'm going to go off and practice some of my whistling. Take care and best of luck to all of the competitors at those national sheepdog trials in Newtown. It is 7 minutes to 11 o'clock. I'm going to uh, take a short break and see if I can whistle for a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or something.
0: (laughs) KCLOR Live, with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, with a fantastic range of shops, food outlets, and a state of the art IMC cinema. See fairgreen.ie.
1: Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. Yes, you're welcome back. It's uh, six and a half minutes to 11 o'clock this morning, this Friday morning, just in case you're wondering. Now, I didn't get that cup of tea or coffee yet, so I, I got a warning, though. That... <laughs> yeah that's for sure keep those text messages coming in in relation to uh, those good wishes for people setting their leaving cert today as well and I also wanted to read out this one good morning Brian I was just wondering could you mention that our dog lost around the Baleen Freshford Road, Freshford area uh, it's a small Jack Russell type with a brown face and answers to the name of Lottie any help would be much appreciated thank you very much says John we do have a phone number uh, for John we're not going to obviously read that out on air but if you do see that small brown faced Jack Russell around the uh, Freshford area do get in touch with the station here time for some music it's Friday morning why not this is Chasing Abbey with Oh My Johnny Oh My Johnny Oh
4: My Johnny Don't you on the banks of the roses, me a I sat down I took out me fiddle, for me love to play a tune And in the middle of the tune She smiled and she said Oh my Johnny, oh my Johnny, don't you leave me On the banks of the roses, me a I sat down I took out me fiddle, for me love to play a tune And in the middle of the tune She smiled and she said Oh my Johnny, oh my Johnny don't you leave me Just a young one I heard me father say That he would rather see me dead And buried in the clay Sooner than be married To any runaway By the lovely sweet banks Of the roses On the banks of the roses Me love and I sat down I took out me fiddle For me love to play a tune And in the middle of the tune She smiled and she said Oh Johnny, oh my Johnny, don't you leave.
1: Jason Abbey with Oh My Johnny. I bet that's going to be played all over the place this evening. All those Leaving set parties taking place. And again, I'm going to say it because I am a parent. If you're heading out tonight, do have fun. Do enjoy yourself. Look after yourself and look after everybody else that's with you as well. It's three minutes to 11 o'clock. The 11 o'clock news is on the way in just a moment.
0: KCL or live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie.
1: Thanks, David. It's amazing how quickly the weeks are just flying by, aren't they? It's
0: amazing how quickly this morning has gone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, David, to talk to you again at 12 o'clock, it's uh, 11.06 on KCLR Live.
0: KCL or live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo with a fantastic range of shops food outlets and a state of the art IMC cinema see fairgreen.ie
1: well the children have gone back to school the morning's got a little bit of a nip in them this morning in the last couple of days I was is summer over mm, we'll wait and find out but one person who will be able to tell us at least if it, the summer is going to stretch into the weekend and into early next week uh, pleasure as always to chat to him on a Friday morning Alan O'Reilly from Carlo Weather you're welcome along Thanks, Brian. Thanks, indeed. Well, is it done and dusted now that we've got that little bit of a morning dew and, you know, those frosty sort of... Well, not quite frosty, but like low-lying fog starting to kick in. Is this the beginning of a long, dark winter?
8: <laughs> well, summer is certainly running out. We're getting near the end of it. Um, we have an orderly wind coming for the next few days, which is going to make it feel... Certainly, autumnal, so it's there's no sign of any great heat for the next week or so, but we often do get um, a bit of an Indian summer um, so you never know I wouldn't I wouldn't be packing away all the, the shorts and t-shirts just yet because we could see a rise in temperatures um, before before we kind of get to the middle of September
1: but if you are planning on doing anything outside like we, we've been trying as a family to get out on Sunday mornings and, and make the last of the summer and, and the autumn to come and go on walks it might not be a weekend for necessarily just shorts and t-shirts if you're up a mountain somewhere you're definitely going to need a few more layers than that
8: yeah it's certainly going to feel uh fresh so we have some heavy showers coming this afternoon um but a risk of some of them being thundery actually so we could see some very heavy showers um this afternoon they will die out later into the evening um and some sunny spells but feeling fresh saturday then it's going to be a fresh day temperatures are only going to get up to 16 17 but it's going to feel about 13 or 14 so it's definitely going to be a jumper day there will be sunny spells um not a lot of them but there will be some and there will be some showers and again heaviest in the afternoon they'll be hit and miss um so not a bad day saturday but you will have to uh Keep an eye on maybe throwing on the the, the, job, the jumper and the jacket if the showers come. It's going to turn dull and damp then overnight, Saturday night, with a band of rain moving in. Now, the band of rain will be breaking up as it comes in, so not too much rain in Carl Kenny, but certainly some rain. And then Sunday, I'm afraid, yeah, if you're heading out, it's going to be dull, it's going to be damp, it's going to be feeling fresh. So it's it's not going to be the nicest of Sunday mornings. Um, you're going to want to wear the jacket the wind will be stronger on Saturday it will be very breezy tomorrow but it will die down a little bit for Sunday but it will improve slowly now very slowly through the day into the afternoon um, and even be evening really but yeah a bit of a dull damp kind of I suppose much of Sunday morning and afternoon and temperatures still probably only about 15 or 16 degrees maybe 17 but feeling cooler so a uh, bit of a mixed bag weekend I'm afraid next week doesn't look like too much rainfall at the moment now we will have showers yeah and this is really frustrating for the farmers because they keep asking me for a good run of four or five days um but it it, it's just there's no kind of clear clear break but rainfall amounts monday tuesday wednesday look pretty low at the moment with just the odd shower bit of uncertainty as we come towards thursday and friday there's a ridge of high pressure trying to a small one trying to come up there's a low pressure could catch us in the south um, the electric picnic frenzy of messages has started everyone's <laughs> looking to try and, and the plan plan will plan be their outfits after that
1: then as well hmm.
8: Yeah, well, it's funny. Like there's the the outfit planning that goes into it. Like I'm the kind of guy that opens the door up can be dark sometimes, and pulls out something and throws it on me. But it seems that a lot of these younger people, uh, Brian, spend put a lot of effort and thought into their electric <laughs> picnic outfits. So, then, um, do you know what makes me laugh, yeah. Alan?
1: Right? They'll they'll wear they'll wear them, and right, and if it's lashing rain within an hour they'll all be destroyed anyway and if the sun is beaten down within an hour they'll probably have most of the outfit gone off them either way so I don't know why they spend so much time thinking about it
8: well I just hope that we don't get too much rain because whatever about getting wet the muck when the muck starts coming up <laughs> around the ankles the, the footwear and I've, I've seen footwear from flip flops to wellies and everything oh, in between God. but the good news is like there's not that much rain um, the last couple of days okay there could be some heavy showers today but like ground conditions should be drying out a little bit a yeah. little bit Um, so so hopefully the build up to it is positive and then hopefully there is a chance that the rain on Thursday, Friday will stay south and there's a good chance that we will actually have a good start to EP with Friday and Saturday but it's just it's that little bit out of, out of range yet just yet,
1: okay well listen something that's not out of range yet is Sunday have you got your tea time booked?
8: I'm actually out in the morning, better day, breezy, but I like to challenge, President's Prize this weekend,
1: so. Oh, big weekend, and listen, I mean, what made you go away for the weekend last weekend, the weekend ahead of the President's Prize, you should have been out there twice last weekend (laughs) practising.
8: It was some uh, high temperature training, uh, right? Oh, was it, yeah, it was nothing to do with a little celebration or anything like that? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe.
1: maybe. Well, for people that don't know why Alan is giggling away there like a little school child, is they had great news, Alan. And uh, uh, I still call her our very own Emery Ereignan. I know she's not here, but we still call her our very own Eamon Uh Got engaged just uh, a couple of weeks ago, Alan. Was it uh, a
8: surprise uh, for Eamon? Did you think she was expecting it? Uh, it was a surprise for all of us, um, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, lovely surprise. A lovely surprise. And uh, yeah, Emer had a little birthday that she was celebrating as well. So that was the okay. reason we, we kind of put the two together. Well, and now you're, for going to South be, you're going to
1: be more in trouble than I will because you mentioned the little birthday and I just mentioned the engagement. Listen, from everybody here at Casey, <coughs> or all our listeners, congratulations to you. And uh, please pass our congratulations on to Emer as well. And, and, and I was going to say, more importantly, that would really get me in trouble, but almost equally. Importantly, good luck in President's Day this weekend. <laughs>
8: Thanks very much, Brian. <laughs> Thank you, best wishes. Alan
1: O'Reilly, always a pleasure talking to Carlo Weather um, and recently engaged to our very own E-Money Vrainon. Um, you're listening to KCL Live. It's 13 minutes past 11 o'clock. Now, yesterday saw Ukrainians across the world mark the 32nd anniversary of their country's declaration of independence. For many... It was the second time to experience that date here in Ireland, having fled the war that threatens that very independence. But they're resilient and resolute and they'll retain control of their country. And though the country's under siege, their families and friends suffering. About 250 turned out in Kenny City last evening to celebrate and to do their bit to remind Russia that they will continue to stand united in a bid to rebuild Ukraine. Our very own Edwina Grace was on the parade to chat to some of those who turned out to capture all of that atmosphere.
9: May this
10: holiday, Independence Day of Ukraine, instill pride in the great Ukrainian people our country, unite all Ukrainians, give us all bright hopes, daily achievements and confidence
11: in tomorrow. Happy
10: Independence Day, Ukraine, glory to Ukraine, glory to the heroes.
11: Yeah, my
9: name is Sofia and I'm from Kyiv, it's the capital of Ukraine. You're here in Kilkenny, there's quite a turnout, so what do you think of this? So Kilkenny is really nice, uh, people are also nice. It's a small city, which is uh, with a beautiful people, which are helping Ukrainian people. The life here is good because it's quiet. I like living here. But it must be very hard as well to be so far away from Ukraine. Yeah, it's really hard to be far away, because we all, we all love Ukraine and it's our home. But still, we just need to live here. I I think we will go just back to our homes soon. You're marking a very special event, and it's even more important
2: this year. What does it mean to you to be here today?
9: Yeah, for me, it's been today here. It means that I'm Ukrainian. I'm Ukrainian person which will be always put Ukrainian in um, everywhere in the world. Uh, this day is really special for us because it's, it's independent day. Today it's 32nd uh, year of independent Ukraine. Um, all people are like independent and now our soldiers are fighting with Russian to be independent, because we are are always will be independent.
12: Hello, my name is Ivan. I am from Ukraine, from west part, but now I am living in Kilkenny. For how long? From October last year.
2: How do you find Kilkenny?
12: Uh, Very beautiful, yeah, very good city. I like this city and I won't stay here mm, long time, yeah.
2: Why was it important for you to be here at this event? Uh,
12: because I am Ukrainian, and uh, uh, I think uh, it's good party because it's uh, independence uh, of Ukraine, and uh, I am Ukrainian soldier. I think it's very, very important for all Ukrainian people. Yeah.
2: And you're doing a lot of uh, transportation work here, I understand.
12: Yeah, I am a driver of community car for Ukrainian people in KLP.
2: Do you enjoy that?
12: Yeah, yeah, of course. Very busy? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, very busy. Sometime, yeah. My
10: name is Luda, I'm from Kiev, Ukraine. You're here in Kilkenny, how long? Uh, I'm half a year here. And how has it been? Um, oh, I like Ukraine so much, it's a wonderful place. Uh, I didn't even imagine that I'm from uh, uh, capital of Ukraine, such a big city, will live and like this small but so cozy, so I don't, so hot, hot place. Uh, I like um, citizens because they're always smiling, or so kind. Um, I'm very grateful to Ireland for such opportunity to keep my kids in safe. You must miss Ukraine, obviously your country going through something very, very difficult. Um, actually, uh, I know the situation uh, in Ukraine now and <laughs> I am shocked because I'm not homesick yet. Uh, the only reason i want to come back is my parents they now in ukraine Um, it's pity my mom uh, yesterday have an operation uh, surgical and um, it's only thing i (laughs) really want uh, to see my parents Uh, but living here Uh, It's unexpectedly so wonderful. My kids say, mom, can we sell our house in Ukraine and buy something here? Because it's perfect place for living. (laughs) Why was it important for you to be at this event? Uh, because uh, oh I have this box on my skin uh, because now I know that a lot of people in Ukraine uh, they have a lot of problems uh, a lot of soldiers uh, dying children all uh, citizens can um, just be in trouble anytime um, and I want to help even emotionally even I don't know (laughs) in some way uh, to help all the rest of Ukrainians there uh, uh, to show my support uh, because it's my native country I love Ukraine it wasn't my decision to go somewhere my kids ask me mom take us somewhere we can't uh, take it more because it's uh, it was too hard every day to uh, hear this uh, air Force Syrians and um, uh, to spend their lives in bunkers. Um, also uh, near our house, it was uh, fallen missile. It was about 600 meters to our house. It was so scareful. So that's why I'm here and I'm grateful that (laughs) I'm in such a wonderful place. But all my thoughts, all my heart uh, belongs to Ukraine.
1: Edwina Grace covering the uh, 32nd uh, celebration of the independence and um, the anniversary of the independence of Ukraine right here in Kilkenny. And it's, it's brilliant to see, but such a shame at the same time that so many of those celebrations happening in different towns and cities right across Ireland and indeed Europe. When I'm no doubt all those people would like to be celebrating at home with the rest of their friends and family. 21 minutes past 11 o'clock this Friday morning. We're getting close to that part of the week. I always love it when we get to announce the Friday panel because, for me, it feels like the weekend is here. Joining us on the Friday panel um, after the break this morning, we've got uh, Deputy Kathleen Function of Sinn Féin and also Journalist and Communications Consultant Miriam Donoghout. They'll be both with us in just a moment.
0: or Live, with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie.
1: KCL. KCLR. 23 minutes past 11 o'clock and as you can hear them yapping away in the background uh, we're joined in studio by our Friday panellists who I'll introduce to you in just a moment
0: The Friday panel on KCL
4: or live with thanks to Paul hogan Lanigan the Kenny's leading law firm see a full list of our services at pkhl.ie
1: I'm Very lucky to be joined in studio this morning by two ladies who have had the pleasure of talking to and with before Deputy Kathleen Fungeon of Sinn Féin and former journalist and communications consultant Miriam Dunahoo you're very welcome along to The Friday panel, the last Friday panel of August. Great yeah, to be here, Brian. It's um, in early into I know, Kathleen, it's amazing just how yeah. quickly that summer um, has passed by. Yeah. Um, what summer? I, I, yeah, well, exactly. that's true, Miriam. I mean, the kids going back to school, um, and the big kids will be going back into working the dog quite soon as well. Yeah, ah, yeah, <laughs> When when are you back up for for the, for sittings and stuff? The
13: doll is is back sitting on the twentieth of. Um, Asher, you've nearly a month September. left to go. Yeah, but we're, I'm actually back today because <laughs> yeah. there's an event um, in the doll today in relation to the Irish kind of U. The Irish U.S. friendship group, and as it was this weekend with the big sporting, event, um, happening as well. So there's American senators and legislators over. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. It'll be it'll be interesting. Um, and what is that event?
1: Event that's happening in the Delta? Is it connected to obviously Notre, Notre Dame? We'll, we'll say it in American tones to, to celebrate in market Okay, Notre Dame taking on U.S. Navy in the Aviva. I think tomorrow evening. um yeah. it described. I think somebody said that apparently there's forty thousand. Americans uh, due to be in the country this weekend, and I heard it described earlier this morning as the largest deployment in inverted commas of American citizens since D-Day. That relationship with the U.S. is so vital to us, isn't it? It's
13: actually so. It's incredible to think when you think of the size of our country and the size of America that we actually have that level of a connection. And I mean, can you imagine the boost for tourism? um, you know, this weekend for as a result of that many people travelling over and it's it's fantastic. But there's so many connections between the two countries as well. And obviously we, you know, earlier this year celebrated twenty five years of the Good Friday Agreement and America was pivotal um in that, particularly George Mitchell and I would imagine you know, I don't know would we have had the, the agreement without their help without their assistance. So I, I think we're, we're very, very lucky. But then a lot of that comes from the fact that so many people left this country, you know, over since famine times mm. throughout all the various times, people still, I suppose, at times leaving the 80s being the most recent one um, of kind of large, I suppose, people, amounts amount of people leaving. And that connection has has uh, has stayed very very strongly yeah
1: it's understandable I mean a lot of the success of America came off Irish backs as a result of of immigration Um, and a big big story that's been in the papers uh, recently um, hopefully won't spoil anything this weekend um, was violence in Dublin for example American tourists caught up in that a little bit Miriam you've travelled to countries all over the world many of them notably more dangerous than Ireland. How do you think important it is that we get that message back out there the US um mm-hmm. uh, the embassy for example giving warnings to yeah. Americans. How important is it that we uh, that we rebalance that message I this weekend? I think it's
11: vital. Um, Brian, I've spent a lot of time over years say in Kampala and I think I would feel safer walking down town Kampala than I would uh, going into Temple Bar or into Dublin city centre at the moment. I live in Dublin and I do invite the city at night time. I think it's really tarnishing Ireland's image abroad to see I think it was on the US Embassy website recently, a warning to tourists to come to be very careful when they're on the streets. I mean, Ireland, the Ireland of the welcomes, it's shocking. And I do think that um, there's a huge question to be asked about the role of the Gardaí. I know there's lack of resources, but uh, there needs to be a proper commitment to policing our streets. And I hope that this weekend we'll off peacefully and that is not marred mm-hmm. by any um, tuggery on the streets from Irish people or otherwise
1: I'm sure they'll have their eyes on it very keenly. I mean, we'll be talking more about the the situation within the Guard of Services right across the country. We'll be talking and addressing that a little bit next week on the show in terms of challenges around recruitment. Not only now are they facing challenges with recruitment, they're facing huge challenges with people leaving the force. It's a big, big, big challenge. But look,
11: Brian, you saw recently uh, in Templemore where three um, recruits, oh, yeah, three student guardi, were, were were kicked out of the force because they had tattoos mm. on their arms. That is absolutely ridiculous in this day and age. I mean, no wonder they're not um, recruiting the people that uh, that are needed. And what's going to be interesting this weekend, you can be sure the streets will be flooded with guardi, but it's going to cost the Exchequer... Millions in, in overtime. In, in overtime. It's just, uh, you know, a sticker plaster solution. I mean, a proper plan needs to be put in place. And Kathleen, yeah. o- other
1: rules that inhibit people coming into the force, for example, we know we we lost the height restriction. That would have been one of the historical things there. But there's still age restrictions around. I think you have to be under the age of 35 in order to apply to become a member yeah. of the guards. Is it time to start looking at some of those other restrictive practices?
13: I, I definitely think so, because when, when we're faced with any situation where we know there's a difficulty with people coming in, and you know, as you've said as well there's a, a difficulty with people staying um, when they actually do get recruited and you need to become imaginative and I don't honestly see how having a visible tattoo i have a visible tattoo on my ha- arm here as you can see i mean like what, what what's the big deal with that yeah. what's the big problem i actually think people thought that was a joke when they first heard it they thought it, it was like, 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 like would, would, would put put 100 yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. it does so that is really crazy there's three people straight away and also you're right and actually i only came across that situation recently where we had a theory about somebody. Um, trying to apply and they were coming up on the age of 35 and to think that they really want to do this role and are well able to. It it seems
1: so against Miriam to so many of the other things that we're trying to do in society. First of all, we've got an increasing retirement age pushed out to 67 for most people that will be listening to this show now. And I know many of you listening are already there um, thankfully, but if you're in my shoes it'll be 67. We're talking about trying to keep people active longer. I mean, if somebody applied for the Guards at 37 years of age, they've still got 30 years of a walking yeah. life ahead of them you know and and that's stuff that's coming from from the politician from the Paris to be saying that we're gonna to have to work to be sixty seven, but yeah, actually you can't get into the guards at thirty-five because you're not gonna be able to give us the service we
11: Absolutely, you. Brian, it's crazy. But on the other side, I know a lot of guards who joined at eighteen or twenty and they can retire on full pension at fifty. Mm. I have one particular friend who retired as a guard at fifty on a full pension, he's doing absolutely nothing, he's living off his pension. That that's wrong as well. And there's also an issue with the lack of civilians working in the Guardie. I was yeah. in a guard station doing a routine thing recently uh, getting a form filled out and uh, I was really taken back at the, the, the amount of admin the guards in the station were doing rather than being on the streets policing. I think that's another um issue that needs to be looked at
1: as well. And Kathleen do you think it's going to be difficult to get the balance of that right because obviously all of those rules that we talked about restricting you know the age the tattoos they were all there for a reason. Um are they not justified in they, any way?
13: I think we're like whatever reasons first of all, I think the thing about tattoos is just a perception thing. I don't actually but, think not, that was really... I, I can
1: understand where you're coming from. but yeah. Again, it's about finding that balance. So I don't have... First of all, before I make the next statement, I don't have any problems with tattoos. I've got one myself. I've met some fabulous people who've got full face tattoos. Yeah, But do we not need to consider that late night knock at the door for maybe somebody who's a little bit older? And again, not stereotyping them, where they open the door and they're confronted with somebody who doesn't look like a guard.
13: But the thing is, you're going to have a guard uniform on, I imagine if you're knocking at a door late at night. So I, I do think that is a perception thing. I don't think it should be um, like the, the thing that decides that you can't go into the guards and the same with with the age, because people are living longer now, too. Thankfully, that's great. Like, But I do think and there are some things and I'd agree with what Miriam's saying around more kind of, let's say, clerical or admin staff that you know th- would free up guard of time they seem to be very practical things as well that it's not necessarily going to cost a whole load of money or you know they could be stuff that could be changed literally overnight in mm. terms of, of age and in terms of uh, the tattoos and I think you see more uh, people now I suppose like with tattoos with little tattoos and I do think that Times times have to move on as yeah, well,
11: you know. It's a perception thing. I'm coming up. My next birthday, I'll be the big six oh, and um, And <laughs> I'm getting a tattoo to mark my 60th, my first very one. Good. Where are you yeah, getting, yeah, Miriam? So They're is. very addictive, I would say. <laughs> um, my kids are going to get me um, a, a voucher to have a tattoo done in some parlour in Dublin. So okay. I'm currently trying to scope out where I'll put it and, and, and what design, you know. Uh, oh, something. Yeah. And I have to say, my mother, who's 88, she... You know, she's not shocked at the whole idea of it. You know, my daughter has a tattoo as well on her arm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a perception thing. And um, I got, I got
1: mine when I was about 18 or 19. No, actually, I would have been older. I would have been early 20s when I got it done. And it wasn't actually, for me, a simple act of rebellion, you know, as you hmm. take. It was more of a sense of, actually... I'm in control of me. And that's maybe something, I mean, you're talking about coming up to your 60th. You know, Is it a case that this is something that still, I can still do whatever I want to Absolutely. do, whenever I, do. I want to do yeah, it?
11: Because I, uh, you know, when I was twenty or thirty, I I couldn't have got. Would to you have to, conformed at that I, age? I, I I was I was conforming. I've done things in reverse. I was the uh, safe, <laughs> secure, yeah. steady job at nineteen, married in my twenties, kids in the mid twenties, and I went mad when I hit my forties, fifties, <laughs> and there's a few more years ahead of me. yet.
1: And the last time we were talking, you were talking about going off on the Camino with all the sisters, and it yes. had that vibe about yeah. it. It was just as if you know we're all doing this. Because we can.
11: Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah, it that, sounds that fabulous.
1: Sounds... It's um, the Friday panel here. As you can hear, I'm talking to uh, Kathleen Funchen from Sinn Féin and also Miriam Donahue communications consultant and former journalist. We're going to take a little break and then we're going to move on to talk not about our relationships with America, but another whole continent that we have long connections with, Africa
0: kcl or live with thanks to fairgreen shopping center carlo with a fantastic range of shops food outlets and a state-of-the-art imc cinema see fairgreen.ie KCLR.
1: Yeah, it's 23 minutes to 12 this Friday morning. It's Brian Redmond on KCLR Live. You can text or WhatsApp us on 083 306 9696. Interesting text came in there a moment ago saying, Brian, I was in Mr. Price in Kilkenny recently and there was a young guard there with a full tattoo sleeve on his arm. How did he escape the tattoo police? I don't know. I was just thinking, is it a case that you can't have a tattoo to get into the guards? Or is the rule that you can't have a tattoo at all even if you are a guard. I don't know, maybe there's a guard out there listening. 083 306 96 Do text us, even anonymously, Mr or Mr Guard, and let us know what's the actual rule on tattoos.
0: The Friday panel on KCL or live. With
4: thanks to Paul Colley hogan Lanigan, his leading law firm. See a full list of our services at pkhl.ie.
1: Our two Friday panelists today, that Deputy Kathleen function of Sinn Féin and Miriam Dunahoo, communications consultant and former journalist. Uh, we were talking, we won't go back to the guards necessarily too much Uh, but that would make it extremely ridiculous if there was a prohibition on guards having tattoos before admission but no prohibition on guards getting tattoos once they've passed out of Temple More, Maybe we can find out about that. But we were talking about the US and the relationship that Ireland has with the US a little bit earlier on. Another whole continent that Ireland has a fabulous relationship with is Africa and the whole African subcontinent. Miriam, that's a continent that you know really, really well.
11: I do indeed, Brian. I went to Africa first in January 2016. It was at a time when I was having... Um, very difficult time in my personal life. I met an incredible woman, a former nun, a doctor. She trained to be a doctor in Ireland. She was English in Dublin, and I told her my story. And she said, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Come out to Uganda. I run a hospice in Kampala. Give me two weeks of your life, your expertise in communications. I said you're on. So I flew out in January 16 and after four days I rang my two adult children in their 20s and said Mammy's not coming home. So I stayed for 10 months. 10 months? I was months. absolutely... Captured by not just um, Uganda, but by the mission of Hospice Africa Uganda, who did amazing work in changing the end of life for very poor pe- people, very ill people in Uganda. I mean, 93 or 4% of people in Uganda who have cancer will never have an opportunity to have chemotherapy, radiotherapy. So, Hospice Africa um, supports these people with an oral liquid morphine. They deliver this morphine, which they make on site in Kampala, to their homes every morning. Um, every week a supply will come and you i spent many mornings initially with the hospice team and these journeys and going into a slum area into a house as in one filthy room uh, somebody with a very advanced cancer lying on a dirty mattress and when they see the hospice team coming their eyes light up because they know they'll be pain free for the next week it's so a, do it a, do you know, know what th- strikes me
1: about that is that we're fortunate enough in this country I suppose that most of the big problems that we think are big problems need to be tackled at a very high level because they are big problems but yet without being you know, rude in any way you as a single individual being in Kampala for 10 months probably made a massive difference mm. to to so many people's lives uh, Well
11: I would look uh, what I did for hospice was um, I managed to raise a lot of money for them and to help them put in place a fundraising um, strategy and to help them employ people, to help ensure that they can continue their journey. But we only reach a certain number of people every week on these journeys. And I remember Dr. Anne, who's now 88, and I'm going to see her in two weeks' time in Kampala, still going strongly. You're going to bring her to get a tattoo as well? Uh, No better woman. She probably has one. Um, But I remember saying to her one day, listen, we need to have more... um, clinical teams on the road because we're only hitting maybe 30 people in a week. But there's hundreds and thousands out there. And she turned to me and said, Miriam, you're not going to change the world. But if you change the life of one person, you change their world. Yeah. And there's not a day goes by, and I think of that. And you know, the people who work in these circumstances are complete heroes. Uh,
1: there's obviously a lot of people out there who are aware of of that as well, because even people asking me, I wonder, did she know Mother Kevin? I I I have no idea, or brother Kevin, or uh, it sounds like a strange to say mother. Kevin? Brother
11: Kevin? No, but I did meet a lot and got to know a lot of the Irish missionaries. Yeah. Um Dr. Anne being a missionary nun herself, she's now left the Order, the Middle of Mary's, but I would have had a lot of contact with the older Irish religious. My God, they're special. They're incredible people.
1: Kathleen, do you know what strikes me about this story is we were talking earlier on about the US and the un- unique relationship we have with them and how much they've done for Ireland as a nation over the decades, you know, centuries at this stage. Um and our relationship with Africa is, is almost the flip, the reverse of that. I mean, yes, obviously African trade has done so much for, for a, a, the economy of Ireland, but through those various different missionaries, through so many charities, we've also done so much for the African nation. Is it this the type of circular love, circular yeah. giving that we need to get more of?
13: Yeah, 100%. I, I do think it's important. Like we were talking earlier, I suppose, about the amount of people that had to leave Ireland and... I suppose now it, it's so different if people leave because the way communication has gone and people can come home and stay in contact. But years ago, literally, you know, the whole tradition of an Irish week and a lot of people never even saw their families again. So I think do you think it's important when we have that history that we really have to remember that and any time that we can kind of give back, we should. I actually had the opportunity to go to Uganda with the Oireachtas in 2017 around um, It was to do with like water aid and and wells. And it is it is amazing to see Mm -hmm. how much as well you take for granted in your own life. Yes. You know, and and how a lot of the time yeah, like, I'm just talking about myself now. Like that, you're you're probably are like first world problems. And I think th- people are grateful for it's clean a great water. It's great opportunity
11: for the government, Kathleen, and yeah. for Ireland now to step up and to support countries in Africa that need help. I mean, Irish Aid has a long history of of such, and organisations yeah. like Action Aid Ireland, who I'm doing some work for at the moment, run fantastic projects funded by Irish Aid. Um, in Uganda, but with the massive excess in the exchequer that we're hearing yeah. about in recent months, surely there's a real opportunity now to step up and to reach the target of 0.07% of GNP by 2030 for overseas aid. Yeah. And um, it would be great to see, uh, to see Sinn Fein um, yeah. coming out with some sort of um, a policy about that ahead of the next election yeah, in your manifesto.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously. No, I, I would
13: agree with that, I definitely. And, and you're right, particularly now at a time when there is. Um, a surplus, like there's so much we can actually do with that money, in like right across the board. So I really hope we get the opportunity. Do you to think to do those it.
1: type of challenge that that wasn't a challenge for Miriam? I don't mean it like that, but do you think those type of challenges are going to be challenges that Sinn Féin are going to potentially? I'm sure you'd be delighted to have to take yeah. them on. At the moment, you almost have the luxury, if you like, of being able to focus on the Irish electorate, the the, the topics that actually on the ground matter to them, and no doubt they are the most important things for the people of our nation but yet in the future if Sinn Féin do come into government you've also then got to deal with the other nations of the globe. Of course, yeah. Is that going to be a challenge for Sinn Féin to be able to expand its thoughts from you know the local to the global?
13: Yeah well I think there's an element of challenge for anyone that's that's in government in terms of the international um, kind of dynamic I suppose. Um, I, I We really do look forward to that opportunity and I think sometimes people say you know it's easier in opposition and obviously there, there's an element of truth to that however i will say particularly i'm elected 14 years now between the council and the Dal, and i would really love the opportunity for us to be in government because that is actually where you can make the changes and that's where that like, we are constantly developing policy on various things but you're not get the chance to implement it unless you're in government yeah and yeah. i think whether that's international um, and obviously we would have you know strong connections uh, but that's more I suppose kind of the Irish America stuff that we were talking about earlier and um, you know Pierce Doherty and McCarthy were recently in Australia so that's probably it's different than let's say the, the stuff Miriam is, is talking about in terms of like, the overseas well, aid but that's a really so a Kathleen for Foreign
11: Affairs and the next government
13: I'll, I'll take that no problem Miriam <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll say Miriam uh, says
11: this is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew. That's, that's I Mary knew, Lou I said yeah. Yeah. I knew
1: she was Going to take that opportunity as soon as that door is open. Well, we, <laughs> we shall find out, but maybe I'm going to make a mental note of that. And, and maybe at some point in the future, we'll come back and we'll say, yeah,
4: You know, words.
1: when I'm speaking to Mary Lou at some point in the future, and I ask, um, so uh, Kathleen Function, I said she wants to be anyway, <laughs> we'll come back to that in good time. Um, interesting text messages and WhatsApps coming in in relation to the guards. Now, obviously, this is not an official line, but somebody seems to know something in relation to that. Tattoos it says. It's when you're having the medical that they examine in relation to... to, to, to it reads as, it's when you're having the medical, Brian, that's when they notice that tattoo and you have to fill in a form then and only undergo one medical exam during your time in the guards. Uh, but I agree, it's right, it's a little bit far as cool. Now, that's from a texture, I don't know who that person is. It would seem that that type of stuff may be connected to... Um, that medical process but we shall wait and see Uh, Kathleen uh, just talking about uh, elections and uh, it brings us to mind election posters there's a move to have them banned I would love that would
13: you? A hundred percent. I but no.
1: No, is that just because you don't like looking at your your face <laughs> up on
13: <laughs> election election posters are, are quite costly. So I mean, I think well, first of all, can I just say it's easy for me to say that now because I've kind of been out and run run in a few elections. Somebody new state. coming in. Someone new coming in that people don't know, and you you literally are getting your face out there. So I do think that there's an element of um, I suppose fairness. Like it's easier for when you're you're know, around a while to say that. But um, over the years like there was talk of and I think in other countries they have like a section in the city or in the town where like you you might have five or six posters like everyone has their poster just there and you kind of nearly go and look to see the people are at that one location.
11: And I also from financially from, like from
1: particularly you know, yeah. an independent you know, or a new yeah, independent coming in we're going to get the funding to be able to get all those posters printed have the manpower, the woman power to put them up and indeed and take, take them down
13: Including cable ties And what
1: <laughs> about
11: the environment as well <laughs> yes. Cable
13: exactly. ties or plastic yes. You know yeah, The amount of trees that I actually think that people I think them. that, that um, political parties and politicians will be more open to that but the problem is unless there's a really Everyone definite to rule to then what happens is People might say, you know, I think it's happened before in Kilkenny. I won't do it if you don't do it. Yeah, but then then somebody does and you're like, well, what do you do in that situation? And
1: also, I mean, we've got a big week in terms of politics coming next week with the potential redrawing of boundaries. 13th of August. 13th of August.
13: Is the the report? It
1: looks, I mean, the Constitution says that we have to have um, a TD for between every twenty and 30,000 people within the population. Huge growth in Carlo and Kilkenny. Yeah. It's looking, would you say, likely that Kilkenny-Carlo could go from being a uh, a five-seat single constituency into two three-seaters? Yeah, I think,
13: think nearly, definitely, that's what's going to happen.
1: Is that good uh, for Sinn Féin?
13: Well, I think it's, it's actually really Because you were spreading a little bit
1: thin. so by yeah. people said, the last time around. Now, having to cover two separate constituencies yeah. rather than just one...
13: Well, we would have been hoping let's say we stayed a five-seater we'd be hoping to run two candidates based on the result the last time and it would be a carlo candidate and then uh, a Kilkenny candidate Mm. obviously so like we would have been planning that anyway so if it breaks into two different constituencies with three seats in each i think that that's not going to be a difficulty for us i do though have again going back to kind of smaller parties or independents like breaking through the, to the system. Like when I was first elected, I, it was to the Borough Council in 2009. There was 12 of us elected um, like there, it was a 12 seat. Yeah. I mean, it was a great opportunity to to get into politics, to get in, to be elected, to represent people and, the, and to kind of build from there. I would feel for somebody kind of newer, coming through the system trying to get in as into a three seater, it can be more difficult. Yeah, I heard figures from
1: somebody who's better at maths than I am during the week saying that the last time we had an election um it was quite common um, for people to, to get elected with as little as seven to nine percent of the first preference vote. Whereas under some of these changes that number could go up as high as twelve to fifteen percent of first preferences yeah. required. Um, Miriam, I mean, you know, you're not involved in politics, but you're totally aware of it. Do you think a system that potentially would further inhibit new entrants coming in is a good thing or is it better to have a smaller system with more direct local representation, which is what we may have if Uh, Kilkenny and Carlo uh, split into two? I
11: I think, yeah, I think to have the latter system where you have like an area feeder school where, you know, local people can come into politics at a local level, cut your teeth and then have the experience to go on and represent people at a national level. I I covered local politics and national politics in my journalism career, and jur- uh, p- politicians who have you know been blooded locally have always impressed me more. I have to say.
1: Okay, interesting. Well, talking about cutting your teeth. Um, what we're going to do is going to take a short break, and we're going to see if you guys can remember. What we're going to ask. <laughs> Leave and start results.
0: KCL or live, with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie.
1: KCLR. It's KCLR Live. It's the Friday panel.
0: The Friday panel on KCLR Live. With thanks
4: to Paul Kelly, Hogan Lanigan, the Kenny's leading law firm. See a full list of our services at
1: pkhl.ie. Joining us this morning, Deputy Kathleen Funchen from Sinn Féin and Miriam Donahue, Communications and Consultant, um, and indeed former journalist. You're both very welcome along. It is, of course, Kathleen. Leaving cert morning what are we now we're just coming up on 12 o'clock it's two hours since those results came out many of the schools were asking students to hang on until 11 before arriving there to celebrate I think pretty much everybody will now know what they got and that's the question of the day what did you get what did you get can you remember
13: oh I do I do remember my leaving cert and um, I remember I was disappointed on the day Um, and I also but I got into the, the college and the course I wanted to study but I do really, really strongly believe there is so many different pathways um, and I personally and I would never recommend for someone to repeat. I think you there is lots of different ways and avenues around, whether it's taking time out to travel or going into a, a job for a few years, figuring out what you what you might want to do. So many people that I went to school with started into a course and left it because they weren't 100 percent sure. So like just, I'm just saying that to people who might be disappointed and see their friends say, you know, delighted with what they got yeah. they, they might figure out that whatever they're going into isn't for them
1: they might regret it yeah. <laughs> it could be a big switch and,
13: and I will say as well I've said this before that in all the elections I've ran in and various kind of stressful nerve-wracking times I've had including my driving test which took several attempts to at <laughs> uh, there was nothing like the leaving cert it was the most um Difficult, like stressful, kind of strange time in your life. I think it's due with the age as well, and that you you really don't maybe see at that time that there is, you know, that it really is just one exam. So, like, I I, I would say that too that there is. Like if you've gotten through it, well done, and you won't ever have yeah. to go through that again. And Mir- there's so many different avenues. You
1: admitted yourself you're coming up on your 60th birthday. If if it's coming up on her 60th, Miriam Dunhu could go back and talk to uh, <laughs> talk to that person coming out of school or going into school on the, the Friday morning to pick up those leaving cert exams. What would thing. you be saying?
11: I wouldn't change a thing. Um, this time, 42 years ago, I was sitting in Mars Bar in Gore's Bridge having gotten my results in the convent, the Bridgidines, three, three honours, um, <laughs> drinking glasses of, I don't know, Heineken or harp. Harp it um, probably would yeah, been. Yeah. yeah, before I staggered across the road home for the half-twelve dinner cooked by my mother, who had no idea that her daughter was well, well <laughs> on so at now. that stage. Um, but look, I really believe, I think, the day of people being corralled into doing a course or a predictable profession and that's it for life is gone. I encourage my How many
1: times kid. would you describe As you having changed tack during your your life, your career, be it conscious change or circumstance?
11: Um, Actually, I I was just thinking earlier um, in my 50th decade, I've had five different types of jobs and roles, worked with five different types of teams. When I moved, left Trocra three months ago to go into consultancy, my mother said, For God's sake, you're nearly 60, you're a grandmother, are you ever going to settle down? (laughs) And I said, No, mother the day I settle down is the day I'm finished yeah. um, and I would say to anybody out there the world is your oyster you mightn't have got the points you want but you will if you are determined enough there is a pathway for you and enjoy life uh, yeah. you know.
1: Kathleen was politics always never, for you? Never I never thought how it did, was like, this, this is I mean we don't talk about this with politicians a lot. how did you end into, up in um, politics?
13: I wanted to be like a therapist or a counsellor like maybe like family therapy or that's mm. kind of I what say that I, in you I wanted to do and um I did a bit of volunteer work with the Samaritans for a while after I left college. I did a, like a social science degree. Um, I kind of got involved with Sinn Féin and then they had asked, would I consider running? And I was like, absolutely no way. I, I had my first question. My first thing was like, I don't want to have to go on the radio. I just envisaged all this. No, we can't get you off it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Oh, she yeah. learned fairly quick when she went off to Sinn Féin <laughs> training school, didn't she? <laughs> so like, it's, that's, I think it's a good example of like, you just, you know what's going to, you know, I worked for a trade union as well for a long time, but you never know what you're going to... Sometimes you don't know um, what you're going to do or, or, or what path your life's going to go down. And, and I, think as adults, okay too, you know?
1: I think as adults, we, we gain from the experience of knowing that although we may sit here today on Friday the 25th of August with an opinion as to what we will be doing... You know, on Friday, the 24th of August, 2024, life throws so many curveballs at us that you have to. I think one of the biggest skills that we can all learn as humans is to be able to roll with those punches. Absolutely,
11: be able to pivot. And while i I here, I'd like the opportunity to congratulate my nephew, Podge Kerman from Thomastown, who had an excellent leaving cert, and the best of luck to him. But yeah, look at. you, I think it's important that you yourself are open to, to adapting as well. Yeah, you know, yeah brilliant. You
1: well, listen, it's been a pleasure as always having you both in. I know it's the first time that we've had you, both of you in together. Deputy Kathleen Function from Sinn Féin. Have a great weekend. Um, Miriam Dunahoo, communications consultant um, and former journalist. You
13: need to get Miriam back when she has her tattoo.
1: That's what I was just going yeah, to okay. say.
11: Yeah, yeah Now, so I'm not 60 until next <laughs> March, but I'm building well, up to all, this tattoo. Think? But well, I will. I'll come back in and I'll, 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 I'll actually, I'll, I'll record... Dude, it's just getting done. The, Miriam, the yeah. only thing
1: I would ask is just when you're choosing the location for that tattoo <laughs> oh, yeah. make sure it's somewhere that's exposable <laughs> as it were. Um, it's been a pleasure having your company all week long on KCLR Live uh, John Keane is up after the news at 12 I'll be back with you on Monday morning ten. Take care have a fabulous weekend.
0: KCLR Live with thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card. The perfect gift for all occasions. See Fairgreen.ie.